Lots of people have favorite Bible verses or beloved passages of Scripture that they treasure for years to come. My family has a list of Bible passages we can't stand. We march to the beat of our own drummer. I wonder, I imagine most of you here have Bible verses and stories you love, but do you also have ones that either perplex you, drive you mad, or you simply downright don't like? I mean, most of the time I like that whole loving the neighbor business thing, but, you know, when the neighbor lets their dog run into my yard and, you know, do their business, fertilize it, let's just say. A little hard to love there. My grandmother's least favorite Bible verse is one from our gospel reading today. Any mention of the mustard seed and my grandmother, a woman of profound faith, recoils. There's a story behind it. After my mother was born, my grandmother and grandfather had a second child, a son. Though he was stricken with all kinds of ailments and troubles, and so for the next two and a half years of her life, Every waking and sleeping moment was dedicated to taking care of him. So much so that even going to church wasn't possible. And she would lay him to rest before his third birthday. Now, as she tells the story, well-meaning church ladies would come visit her and share pleasantries in her living room. In reality, while she appreciated the effort, she was really too exhausted to have to deal with pleasantries. And inevitably, being good church ladies, they wanted to pass on some piece of faith to her. And so the first one came and said, you know, Marie, if you just have faith the size of a mustard seed, everything will be all right. Nice enough of a sentiment, I suppose. But then the next month, another would come. Go through the pleasantries and then look at her and say, you know, Marie, if you just had faith the size of a mustard seed, everything would be all right. And the next month, and I bet you can guess what got said on the third month. You know, Marie, if you have faith the size of what? It'll all be what? Okay. And so month after month, this got said to her. And she said, you know what that sounds like to someone who's literally keeping another human being alive? That you're not doing enough. That you're failing. That you simply don't have faith because it's not okay. 
and that you're not quite measuring up. And so what was intended to be a sharing of the faith, a lifting up of a sister in Christ, was actually an additional burden, a tearing down, however unintentional. And so those words became sour, such to the point that my grandmother would simply say she didn't like that passage very much, and it hurt, and it didn't bring her closer to Jesus. But you know, I think her story, for me, helps me more deeply understand this parable of a mustard seed. You see, back at the beginning of time, God created everything that exists out of nothing. And then created people like you and me and invited us to be co-workers in what God was doing. Caring for creation, tending the garden, giving names to everything that exists. And throughout the pages of Scripture, God continues to invite us to be co-workers in what God is doing. God created out of nothing at first, but then God began to ask people a simple question. What have you got? Let's start with what you've got, and let's create from there. You may recall those stories about the feeding of the thousands of people. Disciples noticing all these people out in the wilderness hungry and saying, we need to send them away to get food. And Jesus says, well, you feed them. And they say, well, we couldn't possibly feed them. And Jesus asks that question, what have you got? Five loaves and two fish. And from that, everyone was fed such that there was leftover food. What? have you got? That's a faith question. That's a mustard seed sized faith question. So here's where my grandmother's story informs this parable for me. What did my grandmother have? Oh, she had all the love in the world. She was willing to work all day taking care of her beloved son, Dexter, and even do it into the midnight hours. But you know what else she had? Exhaustion. Frustration. That anger that comes with the fact that despite you doing everything you can, it's just not going to be okay. And a willingness to say, 
that as well-meaning as it is, throwing up a Bible verse to make me feel better actually hurts. That's honesty. So what did she have? Love. Strength of character. Mercy. Patience. Exhaustion. Frustration. Anger. Heartbrokenness. And you know what? It's not okay that he died. It's sad. I never even met him, and it's sad for me. But still, from the very ground, the very seed of what my grandmother was honestly willing to bring, God has grown that into a remarkable faith. A faith that we might say, borrowing from Paul's words, loves all things, believes all things, bears all things, endures all things. So people of God, what do you have today? Do you have love? Do you have joy? Do you have patience? Understanding? Trust? Do you have frustration? Tiredness? Exhaustion? Anger? Rage? Annoyance? What do you have today? And I invite you to join with the saint that is my grandmother and the saints of others who have gone before. And to simply just embrace what it is that you have. Embrace it for yourself and offer it to God. If you're angry, that's okay. Let God know that you're angry. If you're worn out, that's okay too. Let God know that you're worn out. Whatever it is that you're feeling and that you're wrestling with, lean into that in your life and in your life with God. And I'm not going to tell you it's going to be okay, but rather I'm going to tell you that God will continue to journey with you, to send you the good soil that you need and the water, and the sunshine, and all the other things that Kai neglects in taking care of his plants. And from what you have today, God will grow a remarkable, incredible faith. Amen.